0: We are done kneeling We We It's been months since protesters across the country first took to the streets in a call against police brutality following the killing of George Floyd. Back in June, hundreds gathered in downtown Detroit. As the march began down Jefferson Avenue, Randy Minifield watched from the sidelines. They're getting tired of getting abused, neglected, just mistreated, talked to, downgraded. Minifield had been out protesting earlier that week, but had decided to stay away from the main crowd after his previous interaction with the police. He rolls up his T-shirt to show off a large purple welt on his arm, right above the veteran's Navy tattoo.
1: They seen us standing on the sides,
0: and they just indiscriminately started just firing, not even tear gas cannons, just... The rubber bullets i was struck in my left shoulder demonstrations have stretched on for months and while the movement is varied in its goals a nationwide call to defund the police is coalescing around specific and local policy demands in detroit that demand for change is happening online as much as it's happening on the streets
1: Ms. bowman you have one minute Ms bowman you're unmuted
0: Hi, I'm a resident of District 6, an organizer with Detroit Will Breathe. I During the digital sessions of Detroit attack, City Council and the, and the, the city's Board of Police Commissioners meetings, members of the public aligned with the defund movement take turns calling for changes to police practice. Perhaps one of the most consistent calls is to end police surveillance, and the two methods Detroit police use to do it, Project Greenlight and facial recognition. Both tactics originate with the current administration, as Mayor Mike Duggan explains.
1: We know we are not going to bring the violence down to the levels uh, the people of this city deserve uh, by doing the same things. And so in early 16, the chief and I started with eight gas stations and said, what would happen uh, if you monitor them real time at police headquarters?
0: Project Greenlight is a program where businesses can pay to have their security footage routed directly to the police. About 700 businesses are participating in the program. They can be spotted by the hallmark flashing green light outside their storefronts. While city officials say Project Greenlight deters crime from happening at those locations, there are no independent studies to prove how well it works. But there is one effect. According to a recent police presentation, the department prioritizes investigating crimes at Project Greenlight locations, in part because it has access to video evidence that can help make an arrest. And that leads to the other part of Detroit police surveillance. If a Project Greenlight business captures a suspect of a crime on camera, Detroit police can analyze that footage using facial recognition technology, which is an automated process for comparing faces. Outside of the video they get from businesses in real time, police can also use the software to search images from places like Instagram and Facebook, and really any media source that is available to them. Police officials say the technology is an investigative tool, like a lie detector test. Commander Eric Decker heads Detroit's Major Crimes Division. He says computers can do what police work cannot. We're looking at, I think, some 50,000 mug pictures that, that algorithm immediate brings
1: in there, so we can look at those theoretically in a a couple minutes. It would take
0: my investigators probably hundreds of hours to go through every mug picture to try to identify somebody. But Detroit police have access to even more photos than that. The statewide network of agency photos, or SNAP, centralizes all of Michigan's digital facial images. And in addition to mugshots from the State Department of Corrections, SNAP has driver's license headshots and other forms of ID. According to researchers with Georgetown Law's Perpetual Lineup Project, SNAP runs a database of 45 million photos in Michigan. Last year, a federal agency, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, studied racial bias and facial recognition. It found that African-American and Asian-American faces were between 10 and 100 times more likely to draw a false positive than Caucasian ones. Rod Monts is an outreach coordinator with the American Civil Liberties Union in Michigan. He says that's a major concern.
1: When people consider the use of a technology that misidentifies Black people at such a high rate, Um, Being used in a city that's over 80% Black, then one can, you know, draw the conclusion that that software and the use of it is racist. This technology wouldn't be on the market if it misidentified white people at that rate.
0: Two Black men have come forward this year after being misidentified by Detroit's facial recognition system. The ACLU filed a complaint on behalf of one of them, Robert Williams. He was wrongly arrested in connection to a shoplifting case at a Shinola store downtown. Detroit police say the department has changed its policies since, requiring secondary evidence and human analysis before making an arrest. Police also say they only use the facial recognition software for violent crimes, such as homicides and shootings. But Mont says that approach misses the bigger picture. It
1: is a really big ask for the public to be expected to just trust that nobody else will end up wrongfully detained. You know, it's a burden Um, for Black folks who have to constantly think about how other people in society are viewing them and also have to think about the fact that they're being watched.
0: This week, Detroit City Council will consider renewing a contract with DataWorks Plus, the developer of the city's facial recognition software. It's a $200,000 deal for technical support, but it could represent a bigger issue if the political pressure of protests provides enough momentum to change how the city of Detroit funds its police department. In Detroit, I'm Eli Newman, WDET News.